0: Another Monday, another episode of Talk About That. Boom! Me and Johnny are here to continue the conversation.
1: Yeah, and you're going to hopefully continue to listen. Yeah. Unless you find a better podcast. There's so many podcasts now. Yeah. It's almost pretentious just to have one.
0: It is. It's like, I still find it amazing that people want to listen. And then I also think that more people should want to. Like, I am not not have a
1: weird balance. Yeah, and I'm not going to pretend that we got in, like, before the boom. No, we did not. No, when we got in, it was still very saturated. Now it's way more saturated because we've been doing this a couple of years, but it's a mess. Yeah, we everybody's got, got a podcast.
0: We should have got in quicker. You
1: know, that's I the tr- thing. I tried to tell you the best time to plant a tree is twenty years ago, John. The second best mm. time is today.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: That's could be. I could apply a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But if you started a podcast twenty years ago, I don't think anybody would listen because what is a podcast? <laughs> you just outsmarted yourself, <laughs> philosopher.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really I really uh think about that. Do you think with age the podcast has this is a good question for the listeners. Has the podcast continued or gotten better or like I wish I wish the old days when you would what? I don't know what we did differently in the old days really. But uh,
1: Yeah, we didn't. I li- I need to go listen to an old one and see what the flow is like. Maybe we've changed our
0: You know, Jules Renard said, it's not how old you are. It's how you are old.
1: Mm. That sounds like one of those from Mystery Men. Like when you doubt your powers, you give power to your doubts.
0: If you balance this tack hammer on your head, you'll attack your foe with a balanced attack. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dumb movie. Yeah, I is. quote it.
1: It's very good. I like Mystery Men. Yeah, very funny. I just remember at the roast of Jerry Stiller, uh, who was Mr. Costanza, George's dad. Yeah, They were roasting him, but Ben was on the dais. With a bunch of the other celebrities. And somebody got up to roast him and said, Mystery Men, it had just come out. He said, Mystery Men was so bad, I fired my agent. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's funny, though. But yeah, it's one of those movies. Like, it's like, a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hidden gem. Oh, yeah. If feel like funny, weird comedy. It's a very silly movie. Very random. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The other one would, the other random one that we used to watch uh, was, um, Ah, uh, The one with J5. What was it? Oh, Blank Man. Blank Man. Man,
1: what a. That's just. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's no way that anybody that listens to this has ever seen Blank Man with Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer. <laughs> Coming off of their in living color success, they made a movie that David Allen Greer wrote. Or maybe. I can't remember who wrote it, but they are basically, you know, uh, cost cutter bat, Batman and Robin. Basically, they're. And David Allen Greer is so. He's wearing his pajamas and. It's just a mess. It's and, such a funny movie, though.
0: He has a little robot sidekick named J Five.
1: That's basically a mop bucket that he has <laughs> <laughs> made <laughs> sentient. He
0: says that right now they're tied up. Where right now J Five is gingerly, gingerly on, on his, his way, way. and then and they go straight to this stairwell. <laughs>
1: he's, <laughs> he's just like throw, bang, 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 like he's throwing just, himself down the stairwell. <laughs> uh, it's a great movie,
0: and the best line too of the whole movie was whenever they're tied up. They got the sorry the villain tied up. Yeah, and. uh Dave Allen Greer like does some reverse psychology, or whatever, to get you know information he needs out of him. You know.
1: Oh, there's a bomb. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: like, we we messed up. Like, <laughs> there's no you, time. There's only time to save baby girl.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when he wasn't him. that Devil's uh, was chasing Alexander? Jason Alexander. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you
0: mean? There's no time because he just assumes the hero's going to save him. He's like, there's no time. Yeah. We say that all.
1: There's just, no time. There's we only time up. to save baby,
0: baby girl. girl
1: so dumb. It's weird them things you quote from movies that are very obscure like that.
0: Well, and then you begin quoting those things in front of people who have no idea what the movie is. They don't know and, and so never just... will.
1: Blank Man is not. Yeah, we look ridiculous. I don't even know if you could find it. Like, go into your <laughs> Roku tonight and try to find Blank Man. I bet you can't find it.
0: Well, and, you know, we were talking at lunch today about um, it was from Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. We know whenever, you know, he's got the gun on the villain or whatever. and Or the villain's got the gun on him at the end. And he finds out his best friend betrayed him or whatever and and had his, you know, cheated on him with his girlfriend or something. He's like, kill him. It's like this, you know, he's trying to get him to not kill him. And then all of a sudden he's like, kill him. And so every time we're saying that a quarterback is being chased in a football game, both of our wives, both of our wives and your wife probably watched Dumb and Dumber. Mine does not. Yeah. But my wife will go kill him. Kill him. And she doesn't yeah. even know what she's quoting. And it sounds very overly violent to the people who yeah, are there. They're just if like, why, there, are they, why yeah. do we want to kill these young
1: men? These young guys are passive it's like, Christian. It's not
0: a literal killing. We're no. quoting a movie. We mean go get him.
1: Speaking oh of football, goodness. you know, because of the time warp of recording the show and then releasing the show, Yeah, this is Schrödinger's cat of the Titans victory or loss. Yeah. They have both won and lost the game. Oh my god! Right now in history, because we right now as we record this, hope springs eternal. Yeah, that we're going to find a way to beat this very talented Kansas City team. Yeah, but if you're already listening to this, we have either suffered a bitter loss. Yeah. or we're going to the Super Bowl.
0: And you're freaking out right now.
1: Yeah, you're somewhere just smirking like Johnny doesn't even know. Yeah, Johnny knows we're going to the Super Bowl. You think we will? I hope so. Oh man. I mean, every win, you're like, are we better than the Ravens? Like, you're, we're so, to pretend that we're not surprised we beat the Ravens, that's just silly. Come on. No, it is. We, we sur- thought, I mean, the Ravens were fit, like 14-point, you know, favorites at that yeah. game, in that game.
0: It's a surprising turn of events. It's
1: pretty great. Yeah. But I love the Titans. It's not like I wasn't rooting for them. I was rooting hard for them. But, yeah, to see us actually put a game plan together that shut down Lamar Jackson, you're like, oh, my, and we, you know, we beat Tom Brady. You're like, is this happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Uh, they, I, I will say. I mean, the way Derek Henry is running, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hard to beat someone if they're running for 200 yards. I mean, because yeah. that means they're controlling the clock, you know. So it, what we need to do is keep them from having an explosive.
1: If we're listening, to the, if you're listening to this, and we're in the Super Bowl, Super roll party in my house. Everybody's everybody's invited. everybody's invited that listens to the podcast. Wow. And if we lose, I don't ever want to see you again. <laughs> I don't. You're not invited. Who do you want to face in the Super Bowl? Oh, I want to see. I'd like to see the Packers.
0: Really? You think yeah. that they're the more beatable team? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. 49ers are pretty good.
1: Yeah, and they got a great defense. Yeah. They got the Bosas and the, you know, they're just not good. Yeah. So forget it. Yeah. We don't, we need to face the Packers. Packers yeah. are, have questionable. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers, man.
0: It's true. Do
1: you ever really want to face him?
0: Of course, we face Tom Brady.
1: Yeah. And we live to tell about it. You mm-hmm. know? hmm. Oh my goodness! Yes. Well, Super Bowl party at my house, John. Uh, you bring the pigs in a blanket. That's my favorite thing to eat. <laughs> pigs a, in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket is my favorite thing to eat. That you never, you don't see it anywhere but on like a snack tray at a football party. It yeah. should be brought into the mainstream of snacks. Yeah. Like you never, you can go to a restaurant and order it right it would almost be like why is it not an appetizer at you know whatever i think TGI there's, Fridays. there's a real
0: like cultural look down your nose at pigs in a blanket Pigs in a blanket, what's if what's you, what do you not love about it well of course keto i have to have pigs in a blanket hold the blanket just to just to just bring
1: the pig just bring the pig to me yeah, a
0: whole pig <laughs> uh yeah i don't just know just a man. tiny I, hot dog do you eat you. The, the, the little barbecued weenies and the little
1: the, smokies yeah little smokies thank you yeah, you put it in the crock pot all day. Yeah. Let the are, barbecue sauce kind of steep in there. I wonder good. if they're doing that in other Sid, other, you know, states. Is that just a southern thing? That's a good question. We just let wieners steep in a barbecue sauce and call that food like, Yeah, what you
0: do is like it's not What you do though. It works. It's, not, it's very it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't know. I do like Super Bowl food, although again I can't have I can have, I just choose not to.
1: Some of the mm-hmm. chips and other things but, You have freedom, John.
0: Right. Look again. Low carb diet works for me. I don't work for the only reason
1: I don't like it is because you can't cheat on it without derailing everything you've done. See, I found that not to be true. We cheated a lot over Christmas. Like, but you got to start over. You knock yourself out of ketosis again.
0: I lost thirty something pounds over that year. Yeah, and I gained back
1: five. So but that five was in one week, probably.
0: No, I was over the course. And I'll actually, I try not to – I'm generally a way-every-day kind of guy. But I actually waited an extra, like, week and a half, and I was
1: eating – To wait till your back because you don't want to right. like, mentally well, derail yourself. Why would yourself. I sit
0: there and – look, I'm going to be eating this way either way. Right. I mean, and that's a good spot to be. It's kind of like running. You and I talk about that. Like, I used to um, – when I first started running, you and I first started running, I wouldn't stop. It was mm-hmm. like a mental – no, this only counts – if I run the entire way. And at this age, I'm like, you know, if I have this big pain, like if I can tell, okay, sometimes my, you know, sometimes my um, shin splints will start flaring up. And if you overdo it right then, you put yourself out a week.
1: Yeah. Because,
0: you know, you don't want to tweak it. So if I feel a tweak, it's like, well, I'm just going to stop for a minute and walk.
1: Yeah, it's for you. Like so who, what does it matter? Yeah, I mean, like, who's right.
0: really yeah, – I stopped keeping score with myself as much. And, and even – what you love this – on my – in fact, so I, have a, I have a little sermon material about this. I started so right to say, I'm some
1: worried. of you are, need to stop keeping score with your oh own – Oh, my goodness. Your own works.
0: Mm-mm. No, I used to because I, I use the RunKeeper app. Yeah. you use RunKeeper? Yeah. Yeah. And like once I – because I usually run and I end my run at like my, one of my favorite spots. And it's like a mile still to the house to walk. But that's like prayer time and all this kind of reflection. I'm over the water. I like all this. So I'll time it to to end up there. But used to, I would turn off RunKeeper at the end of my run. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, you have run three miles. You have run four miles, whatever. Because it, RunKeeper's keeping up with it. Oh, right. And I want it to be a good record. Yeah. You know, that, okay, I ran at this pace, but did, now... Did it
1: post to your social media?
0: No, I turned it all private. I okay, can't stand so that. then
1: there's no real point.
0: But I still want... Yeah. But it'll tell you, it was your 55th fastest run or yeah. whatever, you know. So, like, I, I want... I you ran 55
1: times? Yeah.
0: i want to keep i want to keep all the records
1: but now it's like why
0: do i do that so when i stop i may walk another two miles you know just you know praying or looking at stuff on a phone call whatever and so i just let it run like who cares if it messes with my pace or with my record you know my point of that is johnny
1: nothing's gonna break up my stride nothing's gonna slow me down oh no i've got to keep on moving exactly and I think you, should you don't re- even remember that song, do you? Because we're five years apart. That's probably like right in it the generation. It sounds very gap.
0: familiar to me, but I couldn't tell you. Really? Is it? Oh, is it Journey?
1: No, it's like I can't remember who sang it. It's like a. You can't even remember it, and you know, no, but it's like a one-hit wonder. It was like a. R&B artist. Nothing gonna break my stride. You never heard that song? Mm, I may
0: need, I may need a better recording of what I just. I'm heard. gonna find your it. Hold vocals on. are amazing. But yeah, I'll probably, you keep telling your. No, thing don't off. do that. Because last time, last time we put a recording on here, they uh, did bought, they mess with it? Facebook silenced the first oh. part of our Mariah Carey one. No, they didn't. They did. That's. I think they let the rest of it uh, go, but our are, are people who, some people I think do the podcast just by Facebook. doing the view on Facebook. Would you
1: mind your business? And they, because we use them right I care. Now reporting. we've done said Facebook.
0: Oh my goodness, they're going to take it off. So, yeah, I got like a notification. So, at any rate, I believe in life, record everything. If you mm-hmm. feel weak, if you feel whatever, that's a part of your journey. Like, don't just try to be all the best stuff. you saying like, we
1: should be recording ourselves
0: every time in track life? Track it. Track, oh, as, I see what you're saying. track everything as a part of, of your life. Like, yeah. don't you had a low moment, a low week? A, you know that time you want to just kind of forget about it. Track it. Like, it mm-hmm. goes into all of the miles that my, my that RunKeeper is keeping for me. It's a part of my journey. I don't. I may be slower there. And there's I'm, a
1: RunKeeper on high right isn't now. Isn't there not though? Keeping track.
0: Isn't that just like our Lord? But there's this like, yeah. I think I want to see the whole thing now. Yeah. I don't need to just see my best self. Mm-hmm. Like I want to just
1: be true, you know, to What that. was your app going to be called? Uh, run for Good. Run for Good. What about Fund Keeper? Fun- <laughs> you like that? What, I, what did I want to call it? Go Run to Me. <laughs> That's what I wanted.
0: You know, the the Run for Good app, still, there is a guy out it's there. It's pending. There was a, yeah, I need to reach out to him. You just reminded me.
1: Well, it's now you've just reminded someone else to steal it again. Right.
0: Hey, everyone, go back to the archives and, you know. yeah. Look, if one of you will go right now, I will, I will give you my idea. This is
1: where you would run and then somebody would pledge per mile. Yeah. And you would raise donations with each run. Yeah,
0: I'll give you a quarter of a mile for the next 6 months for you to raise yeah, money for cancer research.
1: And that, I would I would not even run if somebody had, if that was in place, but if not no worries. I'm just going to I mean, but the, have it is an amazing idea. Gravy.
0: And tell you what, you want to raise money for kids in India? Then let's take our whole church, and we're going to run to India. How many miles is it? All right, there's 200 of us who agreed to do it. We all have the app. Most of us
1: aren't going to make it because there's ocean. If it's, if it's
0: what, 8,000 miles or whatever, then we're going to need to run 8,000 miles. And well, for
1: part of it, you need to get on one of those rowing machines, you know. That'd be great. Yeah, so you, you can row, row if you want. You row when it gets to ocean, and you, when you get back you on land, you're running around. again. I don't
0: know how what app would keep up with the rowing as a... As a mileage and put it, it in with the it'd be called a row fund
1: me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Johnny, you're just you the branding. This is a pitch man. meeting.
1: I'm telling this you, is man, the branding. it's the elevator pitch. Which I
0: still can't believe you won't pitch the show that that you br- branded that uh-huh. you and I came with on a plane together. Yeah. I still think it's a great idea, man.
1: You know, I did. I had a pitch meeting with uh, like an upstart network that's. Yep. Uh, and so I pitched some ideas to them, and we wait- We actually heard back that they really liked the ideas, but they're, oh, they're they are tweaking, and I don't know what's going to happen. You didn't happen tell with. me that. Yeah, I just found out yesterday. Oh, so we're good. waiting to find out what's going to happen with it, and and I'm kind of like, it's one of those things where it's like, I know you go through this, too, but it's like, if they say no, you're like, oh, you feel bad. If they say yes, you're like, now we got to make this. <laughs> oh, yeah, every time. Every time. No. I have a sense of dread about either option.
0: I had a call. There's a, a book I'm about to start. I've yeah. already done the interviews with the guy. He was a professional athlete and uh, mm-hmm. he's retired now, baseball player, and um, it's pitched, Barry Bonds pitching the World Series. And, oh, like, he's that's a pitcher, not Barry you know. Bonds, and uh, and so, but it is like it's still every time there is that we talked about it last episode a little bit, but there's that feeling of you know here we go you know yeah. like i gotta mm-hmm. to open up a blank page you know and uh
1: i read the most incredible thing yesterday about it was about artists who hated their most famous work yeah it was like one of those listicle articles yeah, yeah. which are my favorite way to read things because i'm very i hate it <laughs> though you gotta
0: keep pushing forward
1: to get to no it. this is not one of those okay. this would you just scroll down it's on cracked if you ever go to cracked.com i've yeah. sent you some lists from yeah. there But it was – one of the ones I was really surprised by was that Harper Lee hated To Kill a Mockingbird, and it took her three years to edit it. Wow. And at one point, she threw it out of her window into a snowbank and then called her agent and said, I'm done. And her agent said, go get it. And, like, she had to go dig it out of this snowbank and then finished the book. And it's her most famous – and obviously, she didn't ever write – she wrote one other book, you know, three, four decades later. It's her most enduring work. One of the most enduring it's books my, of all time. It's the
0: favorite book I read in school.
1: Evidently, she was not. She was in that, here, here's what I thought. That not that she hated it, but what I thought was when you talked about last time, when you get to the certain point of a book where you're like, this is not fun anymore and I've got to grind out these last two weeks. Evidently, yeah. she was there for a long time. Yeah. Where everything she looked at, she hated and was trying to figure out how to whittle it down. And it wasn't fun anymore. And she thought, is this garbage? And she threw it out the window. That's
0: insane. I could see that. I mean, again, I reset on this last project. We're still in editing and everything, but I had 25 contributors I had to put in, and I got to a place where I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. how. And it just gets really, really, really overwhelming.
1: Yeah, uh, Todd Hawkins used to talk about it when he was putting together Tim's uh, DVDs because they would co-edit them. And he would say it's like a big puzzle. When you start out, you're like, I don't know where all these pieces are. And then slowly you start placing them and you're like, all right, this goes here, this goes here. And then it's, then you can see the whole picture, but it's, it's a long process. Yeah. Progress is uh, a goal unto itself. I think if your
0: goal is to finish, you'll, you'll die. You have to make goals of progress. So like, I'll go into my calendar. I did it right now. I have 50,000 words to write by X date. And so by this Sunday, I need to have 8,000. And then by this Sunday to have 16, the you know. And that just gives me. Yeah. In fact, I feel immediately better. That's progress right there. Okay, I have a plan. I need to know what it's going to do, whether I reach it or not. You know, but I think if you make if you make a goal, <laughs> Andrew said Sunday, it was a great, unbelievable message. But he said, yeah, about you know five years ago, my wife came in and, and she was like, you know what, we need to remodel this bathroom. You know, in there, in there, in in. Basically, that started, he did it, and then it kept, you know, these floors need to be, he goes, five years later, I am still remodeling. Yeah. Because they keep going from room to room, you know, kind of thing. And I told him later, I was like, dude, that, like, I can't do that. Yeah. I I just, I I can't. And he did, you know, it's smarter to do it that way, because then you're not, you know, it's one space at a time, and you're paying as you go kind of thing. But I need to know what's the end game. (laughs) Yeah. You know, And and we can make progress towards it, but uh, ongoing, unfinished projects, you know, and his point was, and he was talking about, you know, discipleship, your life in Christ, like, this is a, it takes time, and it never really ends that you're always renovating, you're always moving, you know, you're always, and it's true, there are things in our house that we've done that already could be redone. Yeah. You know, I look up and, okay, well, we had that wall painted two and a half years ago, and I see where the drywall settles, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's time to do that again. And you just go, uh, nothing's ever like just done. In fact, I wrote a book years ago. You remember oh the name of it, Johnny.
1: This is a pitch. There's the elevator pitch. It's not a pitch because it's a book I'm out, kidding, It's John. a book on
0: everything with. But I, I'm, I'm trying real hard not to say it. What are the words?
1: Um, no arrivals.
0: There you go. Trying real hard not to say no arrivals. Because I wrote extensively for years about all
1: this. I yeah. have tons
0: of content. And now it makes a lot more sense to me in light of some gospel things. But yeah. I maybe mean, I can rewrite it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It could be about American Airlines, because uh, they have no arrivals, because they never take off.
0: hey mechanical problems. Right?
1: Hello. Hey. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, American Airlines. <laughs> never going to be a sponsor. <laughs> no, yeah. not now. Johnny just called them out. Wow. Yeah. No, but I'm fascinated by the idea of people who make an iconic thing that then they become disillusioned with. And then you're kind of obligated to play it for fans who have this touchstone moment with that. For instance, uh, one of them was Robert Plant hates Stairway to Heaven. And it literally stood in the way of a reunion of Led Zeppelin in the 90s because they all wanted to get back. He's like, I don't want to play Stairway to Heaven every night for 300 nights. I'm not doing it. Wow. He calls it that wedding song. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> And uh, he just thinks so much of their other catalog is better, and he's probably right. But "Steroid" is so iconic, you can't. Get, it'd be like not playing Freebird if you're Skinnered. Right? right? Be like, yeah, we want to do our new stuff. They'd not be playing like, "Hotel Bang! California." If right? The Eagles, yeah. Right. What yeah. are you doing? Yep. So that's so. But I mean, I'm fascinated by that. Like, what would that be like to be an artist that has an iconic work that made you, uh, you know, a worldwide success, but then you have a conflicted feeling about it? And you hate it. Or it, the worst, I think, would be not to have a huge catalog that you'd rather play that is also hits like Zeppelin, but to be a one hit wonder and you just go, I have to play that song if I want to eat this month. Yeah. Even though I've moved well past it. Like, what if you're the Pina Colada song guy? Mm hmm. You yeah. know that guy? I don't know. I him. think that song is called The Escape, and I can't remember the guy's name who sang it but if you like pina coladas, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he has to play that song if he wants food. Well, he might have another job. Maybe, but I'm saying like... It'd be the easiest way for him to get fed. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And he probably is like, if I have to play the pina colada song one more time... Like, I think Billy Joel hates We Didn't Start the Fire. But he doesn't have to play it if he doesn't want to, because he has a hundred other hits. Right. But if, if it doesn't play We Didn't Start the Fire, there's people who... Are going to be mad, yeah, because that's their favorite. Even yeah. though it's a terrible, like it's just. A, he he's got to hate that song,
0: wow.
1: But it's a huge hit, so you got to do it. I think that would be. I'm fascinated by. They need to be a, do a documentary about that. That's just about like Alec Guinness hated Star Wars. He's Obi <laughs> Wan Kenobi, and he was a classically trained Shakespearean. Yep. and so then he gets cast very late in life in this role that became this runaway smash hit. In the States and he's being recognized everywhere, not for his work right. on Broadway, not for his work in other films where he was this very, you know, it's just, it's, and he, he became so bitter about it. Like there's a famous story of a kid asking him for an autograph in an airport and saying, uh, Mr. Guinness, I've watched your movie a hundred times. I've watched Star Wars a hundred times. And he says, I'll give you this autograph if you promise to never watch it again. And the kids started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and they based the character, if you ever saw Galaxy Quest, uh-huh. that's what the character of uh, Alan Ruckman. Yeah. That's what his character is based on, is Sir Alec Guinness being very conflicted yeah. because he's this classically trained. He's playing this alien or whatever. He's the Spock of that show, I guess. Didn't
0: Patrick Stewart have similar things when he played Picard? Wasn't he? I don't think so. a classically trained guy. He
1: was, but he loved Picard. Well, and you know, other, they're bringing it back. Yeah, yeah, bringing it
0: back to CBS.
1: Yeah, I think he's fine with it. I think he just accepted it. And he's kind of like one of those guys that's like, look, it's all...
0: Well, didn't the guy, didn't the dad on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air have something similar to that Probably.
1: too? Probably. Dad on The dad on Good Times for sure had happened too. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. That's another thing It's Good a narration Times. gap. Yeah. So when they cast Good Times, it, now you would call it getting Urkeled, but before getting Urkeled, people got JJ'd. So they cast Good Times, which was this show about this family living in the ghetto, and it was going to be at this poor black family making it work. And they cast Esther Roll uh, and John Amos as this, you know, gr- I mean, they were so solid. Yeah. Very classical trained actor. I mean, amazing cast. Then they cast an unknown comic named Jimmy Walker as their seventeen year old son. And by the time the third or fourth show had happened, he was getting applause breaks every time he came on screen. And Is he, he became, dynamite. He would say dynamite. Yeah. And they started writing the show around basically it. a setup for him to say dynamite. Yeah. And John Amos said, "I don't want to do this anymore." uh this is my show, you wrote it for me and, and they killed him. They killed his character on the show because he asked for more stage screen time and for more money. They were like, no, and then there's a two parter where James dies. That's where she smashes the bowl. Wow. Yeah. That's the that they basically said, We don't the show is JJ's show now and you're done. And so that happened the same thing. Uh Reginald VelJohnson, Johnson, Family Matters, was his show. It was gonna be about this black family, middle class black the family. Urkel. Urkel, the neighbor, happened And now it's the Urkel show, and Rachel Johnson was like, Are you kidding me? And him and John Amos got a support group going on, probably together. They call each other every week. Are you kidding me?
0: You know, this is also the plot of uh, the guy from This Is Us. Yeah. Yeah, because he's the the, uh, the Manny. Manny. Yeah. 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 And he can't escape it. You know, he does escape it, but so that's spoiler.
1: Well, that happens. The shows, you know, the other thing that happens is you get Cousin Oliver, where the show is kind of in sixth, seventh season. The kids are growing up. They're not as cute anymore. So you got to get Cousin Oliver. That's what they did on the Brady Bunch. Yeah. To bring in the cuter little kid. Because now Peter Brady's not as cute. You know, Bobby Brady's growing up. He's got, in that awkward teenage phase now. We got to get Cousin Oliver in here. Or we got to get a new dog. Something.
0: Do you think we need a Cousin Oliver we on need podcast? a podcast?
1: That's what, that's what I was going to say is we need a Cousin Oliver. Wow. And then there's Jump the Shark. That's another great TV thing. Yeah. And that comes from Happy Days when they were in their ninth or 10th season and Fonzie... Jumps a shark in a leather jacket in the ocean, no less, on skis, and so now it's used as a term to be like when a show has kind of lost its luster, and you do something crazy to kind of bring viewers in. Yeah, so that's when you know the show's dying. And uh, somebody posted Brian Bates, my buddy, posted the other day. He's like, "Can anybody tell me when the jump the shark moment was on Happy Days? Like, or whatever I can't remember which one it was one of those he was referencing. They were the original jump the shark. Are you
0: going to watch the Picard show?
1: Probably not. I'm not a huge star. I watch the movies.
0: We grew up watching it. You watched Star Trek The I Next did. Generation? Both of them.
1: Old and I did there. not know you were a Trekkie.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a Star Wars and a Star Trek. Are you Trek.
1: literate in the whole thing? Like, you know the nerd talk? Could you speak Klingon, John? I would say that I know more than the average
0: person who wouldn't know. Like, I get the references. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we watched them. I mean, again, I can tell you about There's the, so many offs. The the Deep Borg. Space
1: Nine and...
0: No, I didn't watch all the spin-offs. We watched okay. We watched Captain Kirk.
1: You didn't watch the one with the female Captain, John? What's your deal?
0: <laughs> we watched Captain Kirk, and then we watched Captain Picard. Yeah. And that was probably by the time I got out of high school, whatever, and that was it. But my dad would watch it. And so, you know, and of course, things came on a certain night, and you watched it. You know, like you don't
1: Yeah, you don't I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. I know it sounds like we're old, but there was an energy to that of like, we've got to be in front of the TV by eight. Everybody got their snacks in row. You're like right. ready.
0: You got to hold it to the commercial. Yeah, hmm yep. So we, we did. We watched it. Um. Uh, yeah, I get it And I watched some of the movies I think I watched the movies I thought that J.J. J. Abrams' new remake movies are amazing Like I thought he's done a very, very good job mm-hmm. Abrams is like totally paid perfect homage to Star Wars and Star Trek And the fact that he did both is unbelievable my to me only,
1: My only issue with Abrams is the lens flare I, I hate lens flare so much Really? Because to me lens flare It, it reminds me that I'm watching a movie
0: Yeah Like when you go,
1: oh, this is a camera lens, and it's not real. I'm watching a film now. It just reminds me. Every time I see it, I'm like, what do you—
0: Does your eye have lens flare?
1: No, it's just— You get glare. I don't know. You ever seen a movie when somebody, like, throws something at the protagonist, and so you're getting the point of view of the—and it splashes on the camera lens? Yeah. It immediately takes you out of the scene. You're like, oh, there's mud on the camera now. I don't
0: see that. They're supposed to fix that.
1: No, they, there's movies where it's not there. I think we just have learned to just hey, speaking of roll camera with it. Angles.
0: Have yeah. you seen 1917? No. Guys, so my good friend Caleb Wharton invited me to go see it. He starts back to grad school again. So he had a few weeks off and he was like, dude, I,
1: I want to learn about World War I. I like, a
0: few more days of freedom. I want to go to this movie with you because, you know, I'm a history guy. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, um, I've heard great things about it.
0: It's camera angle, and again, there's no there's no spoiler here or anything. The spoiler is is that we win the war, guys. Oh, wow. uh, that's interesting. You know that. So they went so, that way with it. Yeah, but <clears throat> um, I don't think we did in this movie, though. But it's very, it's like half the time mm-hmm. the camera's moving in reverse, and you're watching the character walk through a trench or through whatever.
1: Right, and it unfolds to see what he's really, yeah. the full picture. You're,
0: you're seeing what he just saw as it passes him Yeah, kind of thing, and it's amazing. Like, I, I, the whole time I thought, what discipline it must have taken to build that kind of detail uh-huh. into your set and into what you're showing. With no and cuts. And just to pass by it. Yeah. You know, like it's not, I mean, because mm-hmm. it may be a battlefield that go, I mean, it's, of course, sorry, but World War I is the forgotten war. What did you say off air a minute ago? What did they call it? The Great War or something? Yes,
1: Johnny. They no. called it the Great War. Well, they didn't, they didn't know there was going to be a two, so they didn't right. call it World War One. Yeah, it'd be, it'd, be it'd be great if a movie came out like that and it was like... It's part one. There's going to be a sequel. Didn't they
0: do that with uh, Kill Bill? Didn't they call it Volume One? Well, but
1: he'd already filmed both, and he just divided uh, into two movies because he shot Tarantino. four hours of his. You know, I yeah, don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, vanity
1: project. I didn't care for Kill Bill. That's one no. of the Tarantino movies that I didn't care for. Uh, uh, let's not get into that. But you don't like Tarantino at I, all. I, huh? I don't. Okay. I don't.
0: I know. I know that freaks everybody out. I know. No, pulp, it's pulp not, fiction is supposed to be the best thing ever made. No. No, I, I just.
1: I don't think anybody likes Tarantino as a person. That's what's funny. Even people who defend him, they're like, you see an interview with him, you are like, what a jerk and <laughs> <What> an idiot.
0: <laughs> yeah, how he keeps becoming hallowed among. I don't. I don't. I, I don't get. Again, it probably is a lot about him. I don't get. I don't get like making the most violent movies possible. Yeah. In the name of gun control. Like that you're going to then rail against all these topics when literally you you don't just make them, you glorify them. The heroes are literally shooting g- guns as much as possible. And I get that that's supposed to be fantasy and all those things, but there's just for me a little bit of a, dude, it's it's, it's exploitation. You're exploiting the yeah, well, that's when his it, thing yeah. when it makes you money, you're willing to do it. Yeah, but his you-
1: violence is very cartoonic and uh yeah
0: it's also graphic
1: yeah it's very graphic yeah i mean so it, but i think his thing is like it's more like spaghetti western where it's like it's obvious that it's perhaps. over overkill
0: i get it I, and i'd be okay with it i think like just don't and, and this is okay
1: with it when it's 1917 john
0: this <laughs> is well i
1: mean i know it really happened john it really happened johnny are you telling me that pulp fiction didn't really happen <laughs> because i will fight you on that dude 1917 it really did okay it, it, was, it was unbelievable i need to go yeah It just feels like an investment. Whenever I want to go to movies, I want to kind of like, oh, let's go and let's go watch something funny or let's go watch something action. Let's go watch something heroes. When you know you're going to go sit down and watch young men get dismembered and killed and blown up, you're like, it's like it. You got to be ready for something like that.
0: But it wasn't, you know, like like Dunkirk
1: was supposed to be the best thing of last year. Yeah. They said it was the, most, the best war movie they ever made until 1917. Now they're saying it's the, right up there with it. But Dunkirk evidently was amazing, too. And it's a true story
0: and as And well. I haven't seen Dunkirk still. Yeah. I need to. 1917 was very like, it wasn't like Saving Private Ryan. It wasn't, it wasn't just the gore of it. That stuff happens. It was really more, it's as if you're passing through yeah. World War I through the experiences of a couple soldiers.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: they're on a mission, you know, every movie has that. And then it's true. They are on these missions and there's a goal and there's, you know, it's just really simple in that respect. Um, but like people don't realize that the things about this war that I like for people to understand is I mean, this was the defining event of the 20th century in their time. And honestly, World War II is not really, it is a separate war, but it's really not that World War I ended basically the same enemies. I mean, there were some different alliances in World War II.
1: The Axis. But,
0: right, you had Axis, and, and so, you had an allies. But in, in World War I, you had this, um, you had this armistice that ends it, and it's a real fragile peace, and it was very, like the Germans felt very, like they, their poverty and everything throughout the 20s and the 30s, which is what gave Hitler the ability to to right. manipulate them and, and, you know, prey upon that um, vulnerability to convince them this is the jew's fault, convince them right. that the world's against them, because the armistice really had some some very um, difficult things against Germany that they felt very dishonored, and it put them in poverty for a long time well, they had, you could say they started the war and all those things that's what you get that's kind of the war the world's opinion was that's what you get that's why mm-hmm. we don't do this, you yeah. know, so they were punished, but then, in the depression. When they began to – especially Hitler, when he began to break the terms of the armistice, he would go invade Poland. Well, nobody really wanted – it was kind of like watching a bully, and no one wants to go get a black eye and go through the trouble of it. And everyone's starving themselves, and mm. there's not a lot of – and they just kept slapping him on the wrist until he would take more and more. And he, he literally built this super, this super military machine while everyone else is in bread lines. And that's yeah. how, you know, and, and, and also a brainwashing campaign all at the same time. So Propaganda, by the time, yeah. So really when World War II broke out, it's really just a continuation of World War I. And he was a soldier in World War I, and he felt this need for revenge. In fact, the German people felt this need to avenge the armistice, this horrible thing that happened to their nation. Uh, and so obviously it was different under the Nazi party, you know, th- than it was um, under the – what do you call the German ruler? I've lost him. mm He's not. He's John not. If, a, he's not a czar. He's the German. Of, I forgot. him. Anyway, John, he, if you don't know, I do know. I just can't place the term right now. I'm sorry, listeners. I've let you down there. But <sighs> but just this just this moment, um, it wasn't premier. No, That was the Austrian prime minister. It wasn't a prime minister. Oh my goodness, guys! I'm so sorry. It's complete. The you know, Fuhrer. I don't, no, <laughs> the Fuhrer, German World War One leader was named, well, the King of Prussia, Emperor, That's Kaiser, a, thank you. Kaiser. Sorry, I couldn't get there. Kaiser. Sorry, guys. At any rate, it was just fascinating to me that they, and people don't realize it, it's also where technology and old world really meet. It's a war that has tanks and has horses. Mm-hmm. It has machine guns and it has swords. Like, it has all of it. And so in the movie, you see that a lot. You don't I'd realize. rather be in the tank you'd want to be in the tank johnny yeah being you had on a to horse, choose the horse you feel more yeah you had a lot of single fire uh like they weren't muskets but you had a lot of single fire rifles you better
1: get it right cuz yeah. the guys running at you while you try trying to reload i guess And you see that like people are shooting it's very inaccurate yeah
0: and it's a bolt action like he's Ugh. cocking it you know after each one and so it's 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 very brutal uh but but very true and there's also i think a lot of You know, humanity Mm -hmm. in that war. Number one is trenches. They spent years in these hundreds of miles of trenches. That's where the term shell-shocked came from, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, which is a a form of PTSD is what we call it today. But literally no earplugs, no nothing. It's just boom, 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 boom. Day and night, day day. and night, day Uh and night, day and night for months, sometimes years on end. And men just went crazy. You know, and they would sleep with it. You can imagine just all of that.
1: Right, trying to sleep when bombs are going off.
0: Oh my gosh, the overstimulation of it. You know, so they it really you know would would mess. And you see that it's like he runs up to one officer at one point. He's just an officer. He's like a captain, and they're about to, to storm a field. And the guy just looks at him, and he's just crying uncontrollably,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like he has no. He's Don't not
1: spoil it, John. I I to see present, this movie. You know? So it was very good. I'm going to go see it. And then Caleb
0: went, uh, and we talked about it. He went and borrowed my All Quiet on the Western Front book, which is an amazing book. Never, by never, a, never read that. Written by a German soldier. So.
1: Okay. My two favorite books in school, high school. Hold and middle on. School. Red Badge of Courage.
0: No, yeah. I already said one of them.
1: Oh. It was To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: T- to Kill a Mockingbird and All Quiet on the Western Front. My two favorite like literature things they made me read in school. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed those. Yeah, did you read the sequel? Did you ever read Harper Lee's book that came I out a few not. years ago? I probably still want to.
1: Yeah, I know Julie did on staff. You know, supposedly it was good. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard, man, that's hard to top. You know, when you have something like that, that's just like yeah. required reading for generations. Yeah, and you're like, I'm going to write another book. And they're like, Oh, oh man. man, people get so excited. Yeah, that'd be. You know, it's like when he, Lucas did the prequels. Oh. Like this, this will be the best thing that's ever happened.
0: Did you notice on that pre? Uh, Rise of Skywalker like trailer where mm-hmm. they were kind of like here's the trailer wrapping up the whole saga yeah there was nothing in there from the first three movies yeah <laughs> like maybe a voiceover or something in there or maybe one
1: shot you know of- what I don't care I, to me I'm that's how detached I am from Star Wars like as a religion yeah I just I I watch the prequels and I enjoyed them I don't care I, I'm not going to say that they're the same they're not as good but it's like When you're putting them up against, like, is it a good movie? Did it have a good plot? Are there characters in it that I knew? Did I like seeing Yoda do a a lightsaber battle? Because all you knew about Yoda was as an old, this old guy in a swamp, as Luke's backpack. So to see him be, even though it's CGI, it's like to see him in a lightsaber battle, that's pretty cool. To see his origins. I always struggle. The thing I struggle with in all
0: of Star Wars, and and I know there's that, that suspension of disbelief and all those things. Like, I don't... I don't understand how – like, for example, in the last movie uh, where Kylo Ren, once he's kind of been redeemed, Mm -hmm. is climbing, and she's climbing through the old Death Star trying to find a little mysterious Sith triangle. Right. When in the opening scene that we see her in the movie, she's just floating.
1: Right? Why not I mean, just float?
0: And she's floating thirty feet in the air. Like it's not like it's a small float. I mean, she forgot she could float. And then sometimes, like when she jumps onto off of the enemy ship and they have her surrounded, and she leaps and uses her special powers to uh-huh. jump into the Millennium Falcon. Like, obviously,
1: you can leap thirty feet. Maybe it takes a little something out of you. You gotta we see
0: that with Baby Yoda
1: for sure. Yeah, and the what about Eleven from Stranger Things? She bleeds from the nose yeah. every time.
0: But it would appear, though, like that they don't use the... And then, again, when they're on the Death Star thing and she's fighting Kylo Ren and they leap these hundreds of feet and everything, and then when they get to the Sith cave, they're climbing one foot at a time. Like, uh, You know, I'm like, when do you Mm -hmm. decide to use your powers and not use your powers? I would just use them all the time. I think I would just stop.
1: There's your sermon this Sunday. Oh, my gosh. You're preaching Sunday, right? Some
0: of y'all are climbing right now in a cave. And you should
1: be floating.
0: You should be floating. You
1: have it. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of floating, have you ever done... You're preaching this Sunday, right? I am. So have you ever done the... The uh, isolation chambers because they're popping up everywhere. No, but you just gave me the sermon title. Where you float, <laughs> you know, where you float. Well, they
0: just suck all the air out and you. Float. No, they don't suck the oh. <laughs>
1: air out. You'll die. Well, that's what happens in space. You can still put oxygen. No, in you f- float because it's in, it's like very salty water. Okay. So you just lay there on your back, and it's complete it's sensory deprivation tanks. Yeah. So you get in. They shut this thing. It's warm. And you're completely cut off. Evidently, p- for people who are creative, it's unbelievable. And people have like spiritual experiences because you're so, we're so addicted to just sensory overload that when you take away all that sensory stuff, it's like the new idea pops into your head that much quicker or people can get to that place where they can create. Now you just have to remember it when you get out of the sensory tank, right, I guess. You know, Where's my phone? Yeah,
0: That happens to me. The shower is where that happens. Right, the same, same principle. running or when I'm half awake or half asleep.
1: By the way, I saw a beer commercial the other day and a guy is drinking in the shower a can of Bud Light or whatever and it's like the official beer of shower drinking and I was like, there you go.
0: I'm telling you guys, go read. Go read the endorsement book. It'll tell you all how to do it without getting stuff into your cup so or bud light can so or whatever you have in the shower yeah (laughs) dude speaking of like those crazy experiences so uh for staff meeting this week andrew texted us all the night before and said guys you know we're gonna spend an hour just having fun in the morning and he had jeffrey bring his brand new vr goggles Mm -hmm. i forget the brand name and all dude and i'm i'm a real like counterphobic daredevil kind of guy ride roller coasters all those things you know right so this was and you know it's not real mm-hmm. and I'll watch people with VR glasses on like ah scream and freak out and I go "Oh, you go, what an idiot yeah. so a couple people did it before
1: me yeah this is the walk the plank this is walk the plank yeah, have you, have you so done great. it? I did it at Nate Bergazzi's house
0: I'm going to tell you something so did, did you start off were you like in a ski resort when you started? no
1: we just were at a city block on the corner and you get an elevator and you push up and you go up well, to the pier even
0: to get into the walk the plank game yeah. or into that universe or whatever like it starts yeah. off you're in a you're in this ski resort, you're looking out in the mountains, you can mm-hmm. turn around, look, there's a fireplace. They're establishing huge. so you yes. start feeling the You're like, I'm in a place. This is yeah. crazy. And then you, you know, reach out. So I got on the elevator, and the elevator has a little crack in the door. Uh huh. So you can see stuff moving on the outside, you yeah. know. And I'm telling you, man, it got... creates
1: that awareness, it creates that that false sense of like, Oh, I'm in a place, and now yeah. I'm gonna go walk on this board. And the board creaks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I walked out, I made it out.
1: Yeah. Did you walk out? Uh huh. I walked out, and then they were
0: like, All right, now, now jump off. Jump up and down, they said. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I, I did a little hop. <laughs> like, Just hop a little bit. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And then they were like, Jump off. And I had to literally sit there and I had to make my brain. Uh huh. It's like, John, the only way I do it is like, John, when you put your foot off, there is a floor there. Uh huh. Like, you know it. There's a floor right next it's to you.
1: It's crazy to explain to somebody who's never done it because even as people listening to this, they're going, What a bunch of I'm idiots. I'm telling you, but I, when you do that's it, what I it, thought. It, yeah.
0: It was crazy, and I jumped, and it was alarming, but at that point, I had trained my mind I yeah. was going to jump, but when I took off the glasses and stuff, mm-hmm. and Dane, you can ask Dane, my hands were soaked with sweat. <laughs> like, it had given me this physiological reaction, and there yeah. was nothing I could do about it. Like, nothing, you That's know. funny. Talisa was doing it. She was, like, hanging on to the door, you know, where she couldn't walk out, and I'm just sitting there going, of course, Roy did it, and he just, I'm sorry, Roy. He basically opens, it. like, ah, oh, here I am, and he just ran, like, into the tables. Just and dove into it. The... Yeah. Oh, it's great. And he was like, Joe, yeah, this stuff doesn't bother me. I was like, well, yeah, when you just decide you're going to jump, you know, yeah. but if you're going to really be in it.
1: Uh-huh. uh huh." Dude, that'll uh, preach right there. Come on, man. Some of y'all are, I don't know.
0: you just running off the plank instead of, I don't know, You've not you've, feeling you feeling the sweat of discipleship.
1: I don't know. I don't I don't really. That's fine. You're not even at the ski resort, spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. That's pretty cool. That's funny that that's the one you did too, because that's immediately when I thought when when you said you did virtual reality, it's like I bet he walked the plank. It was that I, must be like the go to thing. I'm as far gonna, as like gonna, fear,
0: it, it is, and for like fifteen minutes afterwards, I could feel it. Uh huh. Like my heart, I was, I felt weird. I felt almost like I we, was dizzy.
1: I was. At, it was at a Super Bowl party at Nate's house, and there was people around, and there were a couple of people who wouldn't do it. They put it on, and they just got back in the elevator, and went back down. They wouldn't do it. And I was like, man. So then he's like, you got to do it, Johnny. And I, it took me.
0: I'm telling you, I, I was shocked. hear that
1: board creak? Look, I'll repel. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I think I would go jump off an airplane. I think I really would. I don't see any, you know, I'll do those kinds of things, you know. that
1: We need to do that.
0: I just couldn't make my brain.
1: You we can't. should do a tandem jump together, John. Like, not like together. you tandem? are tandem on my back. Yeah. Did you bring the
0: parachute? I you thought you str- brought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That'd be fun. No, it would be fun. Film that. Oh, I need to man. wait till my kid's in college or something. John, it's a, I feel then like you're it, not counterphobic. If you're not uh, going to No, I'm, walk I'm afraid out for her. I mean, if and, I die, I
0: die. But I'm afraid about what happens to her if, if I die. Not, yeah. then she's like, Dad left me here alone for some stupid thing. But once you get to a certain thing,
1: age and she's in college, you're not going to want to do it because you're going to be, you're there you're like, oh, no, but. What, no, if, no, I, no, what no, if, if I, what if I die? Well, my and bad, you, my knee will lock up. In the air? I don't what know. What if I survive, or I die and you survive? You know
0: how mad my family's going to be at you for talking yeah, me into this? It's true. Like, dude, you're going to have to move to Especially Seattle Especially if you're the way
1: something. healthier one, too. They're going to be like, this is what we get? <laughs> this guy's over here. Uncle Johnny sucks. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> Sorry, you got a little dark did there for a second. i yeah. <laughs> I'll take care of your kid. It's fine. <laughs> I'll make sure everything's fine. You know you can count on me. I know, Johnny. I know. Yeah. You, I don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Just just take care of my dogs for a couple more years till they finally die. You're you're all set. That's good. You can be the godparent. I did think the other day of what I would leave you.
0: Because I have I have a little w- will, and I've left you something. You really do? Yeah. I yeah. didn't know this. So, But I'm trying to think if that's what I would leave you now. Because when I left it to you, then...
1: It like, meant more. What it, was it? it? was my guitar? <gasps> yeah, you're gonna leave me your guitar.
0: It was either my guitar or my truck. I can't remember which one I left to you. I was gonna leave you the two things, you know. But because you always, you, you say, "I wish I had a truck." You said all the time. I can't remember which one it was. But either one, it was my two like biggest possessions, kind of thing. And you're no, gonna Oh man! But then I was like, "But well, your jo- family could sell that." But Johnny has so many nicer guitars
1: now. Like, leave no, but I my, would, that would be. I would keep. I would. That would be. The guitar cool still sounds amazing. It does. It's a good it guitar, does. and that would just be like a keepsake.
0: Yeah. And I know that you won't destroy it like everybody else. So
1: It's true. <laughs> when you have a guitar, anybody that works for church that listens to this show, you know this. But So John and I were in a band for several years, seven years. And so we accumulated all this PA gear. Yeah. Then John takes the job here at the church. The band's kind of winding our road down. John tried to pretend it was and He was like, I'm going to move to Nashville because we all were based in Knoxville. I'm going to move to Nashville to take his job. But the band's going to be fine. We're going to keep doing shows. No, we're not. That's what happens to bands. When somebody takes a job as a youth pastor or a worship pastor, your band is over. Yeah. Okay? Because that now there's stable income that's been inserted Andrew, into the mix.
0: I remember the day Andrew tried to tell me a little bit, like six months in, like, yeah. dude, you know, you might wanna and I was so offended.
1: Oh yeah. I was just like, How dare you? My dream and I've just, got a MySpace page. <laughs> Our band still lives. So
0: I'm still writing gold records right now.
1: Yeah. And so but anyway, so there, John has all the gear for some reason with him. Because we would, yeah, we'd use it for youth and we do shows here. And so slowly but surely, I mean, thousands of dollars worth of gear. It's Uh just being a sin. I'd come for like a youth thing. Uh I'd come up from Knoxville. I'd see our speakers. I'd see our sub. Yeah. I'd see our cables, our guitar stands. I'm like, John. Yeah. You're like, we're just borrowing this. You know, the church doesn't have a lot. We're building. It's just like, this is where it is. Anybody that works for church knows that's what happens. Yeah, and it, a bunch of other
0: uh, gear. So that's still, what you're
1: referencing with your guitar. You get a guitar, and if you leave it at the church, it becomes the go-to. Like anybody that subs in for the worship team that doesn't have their own guitar, that's like a 16 year old kid, they're gonna strum and break all your strings and scratch your guitar up. Well, my wife bought me when I got my master's
0: degree in mm-hmm. 2002. Yeah, one, 2001, two. I don't remember. It's a long time ago. She bought me Which is when
1: nine eleven happened. I Coincidence? Think, yes. Yes.
0: I think that she went and had some people put in on it, like family and stuff, because it was this a This is
1: where I tell you that the you, guitar that you were gonna give me? You bought. No, I didn't I didn't have any money, John. I'm sorry. So but she
0: you know, obviously she was trying to keep it a surprise and so It was. It's a Takamini Steve Warner edition. It's a black guitar. It's
1: probably the only Takamini that I would say sounds like a great guitar. It's a great studio guitar. Yeah.
0: Like, it sounds like Taylor, old Taylor quality, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, um, best guitar, like... Seriously, I mean, just amazing guitar, and so it has sentimental value too. Yeah. So then, for all those years, I did this thing called School of Rock, and so you know, I would train people to play guitar, and And that's where they came with the movie
1: from your thing, right? It was
0: from me. So (sighs) anyway, um, I'm like the Jack Black of youth ministry. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. Just like that, and so I think
1: he's on keto. too. (laughs) Pretty sure that's how he stays so lean.
0: (laughs) I could be a body double for Jack Black. No, there's no way. You got
1: you got you're a ways away.
0: (laughs) And so. Uh, By the way, Sadie and I watch Nacho Libre at least like once every two months.
1: No School of Rock? If you don't watch School of Rock. We've not watched School of Rock. I wonder if we should watch. You know, he considers, I saw an interview with him where he said he considers School of Rock his favorite thing that he's ever done. Really? He said when he got to do that movie and just doing it, he said he still looks back on it. It's like, I can't believe we got to do that movie. Yeah. So that's pretty cool that he kind of knew in the moment and stopped and smelled the roses. Like, I get to work with these kids. I get to play a character that's really close to how I am. Yeah. 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 Any, but Nacho Libre is great too. It is, it is, and so but anyway, you did school of rock. It and did that school means rock. you're going to get your guitar beat. And on. these
0: kids, you know, yeah. I let kids. I still do. I let kids, I let people play my guitar now. Yeah. But they, so
1: it fall over in the stand. I remember walking in one day and it was just on the floor, oh face gosh. down. It's, it a, two two th- it's, it's a two thousand. It's a two
0: thousand dollar guitar. Yeah. Uh, now I don't. I think she got a deal on,
1: but that's what. It and really that's two thousand one money. Yeah, like back so. then, that's
0: when two thousand dollars a lot of money for a guitar. And so they told me the other day. Uh, of course, they're all like 30 now, so they're not kids anymore. They yeah. told me that, because it has a crack in the bag. It still plays fine. It hasn't a yeah, crack yeah. in the bag. That crack came from Weston Gray, who hit it with a billiard ball <gasps> off of the carpet ball table that you built. Oh, wow. I didn't know The this. boy hit my guitar with a billiard ball. That's how much. That's how much. And it's, it, it looks great. You can't tell the cracks in the bag. And I still play it all the time. It gets played every Sunday it's still. It's like something that
1: happened at a terrible bar show. I'm
0: telling you, man. It's crazy. It's been through, but it's still, it's still stands the, the test. church. No, Dane, man. Dan played the other day. He's like, God, this guitar still sounds so good, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I'm usually on keys now, but I'll sometimes play guitar for the first song and switch church over to keys. Church people are
1: hard on stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not anti-church folks, but I'm just saying like, we generally, like, it's well, we're it hard to, on instruments. We're hard on, I, I used to clean the building here, which yeah. was my first job. We're hard on toilets. <laughs> There was a lot even when I do church shows now and I do like volunteer appreciation, I go, Who's the janitorial custodial people here? And a few hands go up and I go, Let me just say to you people, I respect you so much. I did it for three years (laughs) and church people are nasty. They're like, Oh, we're late for church, get in the car, I gotta poop, mom. No, hold it, wait till we get to the church, blow up their bathroom. (laughs) And it's true. Church people are filthy.
0: Can I tell you, you've been to Watermark in Dallas? Yeah. They have the most spectacular toilets at
1: watermarks. I thought you were like segueing, for like, you know who leaves watermarks? Church <laughs> people.
0: <laughs> they have spectacular, like industrial yeah. comfortable. You could sit on that you know for I don't a while understand. and just take a nap. Here's
1: something for me, and and I could look this up easily and find out how it works. Nah, but don't do it. I don't understand the waterless urinals. No, I don't like flushless- it. flushless. What's cleaning those urinals then? Air, I guess. You're peeing on the side of something. Air pressure? You're peeing on the side of something and then you're telling me, "No, it just it just goes it away." It just goes away. No it doesn't. That's not how urine works. Yeah. Can I tell you what the timing of the timing
0: of the Motion detector faucets Mm -hmm. messes with me because often for whatever reason or motion detector flush, it's not true for everyone else. But like, I'll have to wave my hand to get it to work. So the other day I was in the theater and I waved my hand to try to get it to work. Finally got my hands wet and it's on for a minute. And I go over to the motion Uh detector, motion censored. Uh, soap dispenser and by the time it finally puts soap in my hand guess what's happened the The water has stopped running and now i'm waving my hand and of course put soap on it and the little motion soap dispenser i'm sorry they're not hygiene Mm -mm. they're not hygiene they're not thinking about it they give you the tiniest amount of soap i mean you want us all to stop the spread of all these diseases and you put literally a dime-sized piece of soap or liquid soap a dollop. Yeah, and so then I have to like back and forth to get each one of them to work. And by the end, I'm like you do Then paper oh, towel dispenser,
1: to same thing. You're waving it. Yes. Somebody said it's like you're the worst children's magician of all time. You're just like Ta-da! <laughs> and nothing's coming out.
0: I'm telling you, man. I just I just want, and this is when you go. Or the, what the big one is whenever you mix it. Like when the company couldn't afford or decided to cut costs Mm -hmm. and they put one manual in and one digital in. And
1: so like- I think it's like they're studying to see what people will go to.
0: Oh, I think it's a cost saving measure, you know? Maybe So like you end up then waving your hand in front of a handle that you need to move, you know, and you feel like an idiot, but over here you're waving your hands. You just assume it's all that way. I just go and waving
1: my hands the whole time. You
0: just feel like this, this, this like 21st century- Even when I'm at the
1: urinal, I just wave my hands. I don't even care. I just... I don't get the guys... Let the chips fall where they may. And
0: I'm sorry, ladies, that were, talking about this, were children, but I don't get the guys at the urinal that put their hands on the wall in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get. I don't get that. Yes, it's like, dude, how tired are you? Yeah, could you not stand here for just a minute? I could get it if you have a problem and, and you have a cane or whatever. But just like guys our age, like just putting the hands up there. Number one, that's a public wall. It is directly above you a need, spot mm-hmm. where thing, bad things are happening, and you're just putting your hands all over right. it. And even if you
1: wash with that tiny dollop, I don't know, Johnny. I there's a just, lot going on in there's there. There's a lot. There's a lot. We didn't. We got into <sighs> some bathroom talk, didn't we? This got into my... But I think... No, it's fine. It's constructive. We need people to adjust to our whims and our uh, preferences. Absolutely. It's not going to happen. No. no there's been studies, and there's got to be. We can't be trusted with water, evidently. That's the reason. Because people just leave these things on, I guess. Yeah. Businesses go, look, they, we can't be trusted with water. Well, that's
0: why I hate those old ones. I used to try to fix the problem manually with the one where you push it in. And, and it, it slowly and springs out. it slowly out. springs out, you know. Those are the worst, <laughs> but, you know. And then you're, you know, they're, I don't know. Yeah. Don't like those either. Also, don't like it whenever at a restaurant, mm-hmm. when the hole of the trash can is too small for the plate, that they've given you. Yeah. That happens at.
1: Um, They're trying to prevent you from putting the basket in there, probably.
0: Probably. But like if I go, I think it happens at Firehouse.
1: Yeah. Because so you have often, to touch all your garbage and shove it well, in there. Well, I get
0: a salad. So most of their things are coming out in a paper sandwich. But if you get a salad, it comes out in a box, you yeah. know, like a little, you know, to go box type thing. And then, yeah, you're shoving it down in there. Oh, my goodness. I just want China. I want trash can holes that are proportionate. When me
1: and you have a restaurant, things will be different. You know, about... i always wanted to have a restaurant. Know, and I'm going to do it eventually. I
0: can't figure out why I do. I said something to Laura the other day. She's like, would you ever want to open a restaurant? She's like, no, it's the worst thing but ever. Laura's a great cook. That's why I always say it. She'll make something. I'll go, we could sell this. This uh-huh. is so amazing.
1: But then you should have to do it every day, and it's like it would take the joy out of it maybe for her. I don't know. She loves it. She me. likes cooking for her family.
0: She likes, I don't know, I think she likes a challenge, she likes management, all those things. Here's the deal. Us opening a restaurant, would I mean, Laura opening a restaurant, I'm not sure what oh, I bring sure. to the
1: table. Yeah.
0: Like, tables, I guess. I'm you, would, you would bring things to the tables.
1: You'd be a waiter. <laughs> 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 Can I take your order? Here's, here's a pet peeve of mine in restaurants. Right. The guy who doesn't write your order down and, and then comes back <sighs> to ask you, now, did you say no pickles? You're like... There's a thing called a pencil I tell and you, a man. pad. There's no shame in writing it down, no Jacob. Shame. Well, what gets me is when they
0: come and they think, oh, you can tell they're the ones that have great memories mm-hmm. and they're going to do this, but I know that my family's order is going to be more complicated. Like, I'm yeah. just going to tell them. Well, like, if it's
1: keto, it's going to be more yeah, complicated Yeah, like, look, anyway. your
0: previous customer, that would have been great, bro. You might want to write this down.
1: You Could, loaded your broccoli today.
0: Today I ordered broccoli. And I said, load put, it like a baked potato. Yeah, I want you to put butter, sour cream, <laughs> bacon, and cheese on it like a potato. And, and what
1: the heck, a couple of corn dogs. And
0: she looked at me like I had three heads. And I'm like, but look, at least she wrote it down, Johnny.
1: You made that broccoli somehow worse for you than a potato. Dude, it's keto
0: broccoli. And everybody kind of dogs keto. I'm not dog I'm just dogging you.
1: <laughs> Let's fr- make it clear. I love keto, man. Keto is everything you want, Johnny. Loaded broccoli. It's very good. You get food. all broccoli's loaded if you know what I mean. oh, Hey-o. Have you been in a room with somebody that ate broccoli? Am I right? Get out of here.
0: Am I right?
1: Wait. Yikes. Are you right? <laughs> Brussels sprouts, broccoli. <laughs> you are loaded once you eat that stuff,
0: dude. Charred Brussels sprouts are the best thing ever. Do you ever? You got to char them, roast them, and char them.
1: They're just tiny cabbages, right? I've never had one.
0: They're like, you,
1: uh, I've never had a Brussels sprout. I have no interest. Johnny Weddington is. I have never no interest.
0: Why would I eat a Brussels sprout? What is wrong with you? It's like saying, why would you eat a green bean? Like, it's a I like vegetable. green beans, though. How you do you cook, know you don't you like these? You cook that in ham hock. <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> to make for you... What you need is a charred Brussels sprout uh-huh. with some olive oil saute on top. It. And salted real nice. It's like crunchy, like a, like a
1: potato chip. It's like feeling. a tiny head of lettuce.
0: But it's... It's, no, it's a tiny it's cabbage. It is like a tiny cabbage, but it tastes really good. If it's done right, you get... Bro- Listen, Brussels sprouts done wrong. Any vegetable done wrong. Like, if you do asparagus wrong, vegetables it's nasty. vegetables
1: done me wrong. <laughs> vegetables have
0: done, done me wrong, yo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, <clears throat> I feel like that we tackled some tough things today.
1: I do, too. Like, I feel that the Guys, world... stop going to church and blowing up their bathroom. Blow yeah. up your own bathroom. Now, don't... if you go to church and you have to, let's say you had some Brussels sprouts. Right, right. And you couldn't make it through the sermon. That's fine. This is full circle. But don't just full-on hold it out of spite. Right. Because someone works there, be good to your church custodian.
0: Yeah, yeah, Johnny, you
1: need to... you have a lot of pent up frustration for those years. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> happy.
0: No, it's uh, yeah. I've done the job too, man. It's uh, yeah. I actually like cleaning jobs, but I, I, I like
1: it. Well, there's a beginning and an end, yeah. but you also know it's going to be undone. That's yeah. the hard part about that job.
0: Well, that's like mowing grass. That's Every true, time spiritually, you finish, too it.
1: though, man. Mm. The minute you mm, these people come through, yeah.
0: To this day, I rejoice. I don't like it. I don't like it when there's a drought for the farmers in the nation, but a little bit for myself, I'm happy about the it slows yard.
1: down. The it means I don't have
0: to mow as much, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So I know that's weird, but I just want it to rain everywhere else but my house. You know what I'm saying? That'd be great. I don't want to adversely affect the economy or farmers or any of those things. I just, I just don't. Want that's to mow not as
1: that much. complicated a prayer. I'm no. sure. I'm sure God will get right on that. for Well, you. He can do it. He can. Do
0: you remember the little cloud He did for Elijah? Won't,
1: won't He do it? Oh man.
0: Guys, if you if you have enough faith, he will definitely do that. All right. Anyway,
1: uh, that was our <laughs> guys Super Bowl party, my house. Yep. Unless we don't go. Unless we don't go, which we already know now. But I don't. We don't know right now. It's we Schrodinger, total Schrodinger thing. But as of now, we're AFC champions in my mind. In your mind? Yeah.
0: I think if Derrick Henry can continue what he's doing, we mm-hmm. will. If
1: if they bottle him up. It's still possible. It's all about the O-line. Come on, Luan. Put your money where your mouth yeah, is.
0: No false starts. We don't have any time for that mess. You're a <sighs> professional now.
1: That's right. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's been professional for a long time.
0: But... Well, I just mean, if ever,
1: if now, ever, more than ever, now, we need you. Are you sure you want to give a halftime <laughs> speech? Because this is brutal. All
0: right. Hey, guys, we appreciate you listening today. Uh, you can always go follow Johnny, follow myself on various socials if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, you can also share this. A lot of you do. We appreciate that. You share. Uh, you can send us topics, other things you, you would like to uh, hear more about. You can also support us if you like it for us with a small monthly donation, Johnny, uh, <laughs> on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and look up Talk About That you know, podcast, and you can go find it and, and be a part of our Patreon family of patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we're all patronizing each other, so yes. it'd, be, it'd be great. But uh, share it with somebody, and, and maybe, you know, I appreciate you guys who reach out and let us know what, what is working for you. Uh, if you have even guest suggestions, people you'd like for us to Sug- interview.
1: Suggestions.
0: Guest su- suggestions, yes. Uh, you can send those as well. So, but, guys, it means a lot to listen always, and we'll see you next time when we we'll talk about that.